I'm Lockie, and you're listening to Mind Over Money, presented by Waymaker. We're on a break this week, but today is a bonus episode with Tim and myself, and we're talking about traveling. Lots of people are planning their summer or 2024 travel plans, so today we're giving you some tips on how to plan and save money while traveling. G'day, Tim. Hey, Lucky. Any plans for yourself this summer? Um, I'm, my wife is traveling overseas uh, without mm. me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sending, her back, sending her back to visit family. So, ah, very good. Um, yeah, so I'll... Uh, no plans for me at the moment, um, but we'll see we, see how we go. Mm. We'll definitely have some domestic trips coming up again soon. Yeah. Mm, nice. Yeah, looking forward to today's discussion. Yeah. Well, as always, we like to start each episode with just a bit of data. So mm. the latest Nielsen Consumer and Media View, or let's just call it CMV, data reveals that Australians are more interested in travel than ever. No surprises mm. there. With a growing demand for domestic travel, no surprises there either. While 42% of Australians expressed their inclination towards domestic holidays, there's a noticeable rise in interest for international travel again. Over the next year, 35% of Australians in this survey aim to venture abroad, 11% higher than the data from previous to the pandemic. So I think there's been this lag and people haven't been traveling for so long. Mm. And so we're getting that itch again to go overseas. I know my wife and I had that. We went overseas this year for the first time in many years. I think the last time was 2019, uh, before the pandemic, and it was yeah, it was, it was great to be back overseas. It mm. almost felt a bit novelty of getting on a plane again. You know, for the it almost felt like the first time. <laughs> it's been so long since we jumped on a long haul flight. I almost forgot what the rules were, um, <laughs> but but it was great. So I think a lot of Australians are, are feeling that and getting back overseas. I know people that I talk to, they're heading back to Japan, they're heading to the States for the first time in a long time, even mm. New Zealand. So in mm. the survey, they went on, uh, 76% of Australians displayed a very keen interest in visiting new places, 64% a preference for nature-centric experiences. So getting away from cities and getting out into nature, Mm. 59% coastal proximity, that's always popular, and 54% exploration of secluded or off-the-beaten-track locations. That was interesting. Very good. Yeah. I want to take my Mazda 3 for a little (laughs) off-roading. Oh, yeah? (laughs) I think I I need to be a bit more equipped for that one. Have you listened to our last episode on cars? <laughs> you might, you might need the, um, you might need the RACQ roadside yes. assist for that. How trip. far do they, how far do they go for you? Yeah, I'll pump but, up the tires. We'll see. <laughs> maybe, no, you could, maybe you could raise the raise the car a bit. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what we can do next time I'm at the mechanic. We'll see what we can we can work out. But yeah, Aussies really love love traveling, and mm. it's really something you regret. Um, unless you bring mm. wood wood back through the border, um, but otherwise most <laughs> experiences are pretty incredible. And I'm I'm guessing Tim that you've done that. <laughs> <laughs> so far, we've gotten away with it cleanly. I do have an ostrich egg that um, <laughs> they might come help me down for <laughs> from South Africa, but we won't talk about that. Um, All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess. You know, it's amazing experiences, but I think what I found, what people do regret when they travel is creating debt from our travels. Mm. And I think there's nothing, there's nothing that ruins a trip more than coming home and to a big lump of repayments waiting for you as you go back to work. 
Definitely. Um, you you want to come home with stories, not not debt. Yeah, yeah stories and photos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not bills. Yeah, so I think there's definitely that push. And a lot of advertising and marketing says, come on, use debt and take your holiday. You know, have your cake mm. and eat it right now. Um, <laughs> Interest-free, <laughs> you know, those personal loans, buy now, pay later, holiday packages. And if you want to go on a holiday now, it's definitely tempting. But I guess mm. our encouragement is... Let's not take those up, but let's set out a plan. That's what we say here at Wakemaker. Let's save up yeah. and build towards having that great holiday experience that you've paid for in full. And you know, when you come back, you don't have that headache waiting for you. I mean, so that's really our first thought is to start saving towards travel because that's where we get the best joy and the best experience. And I was at a training yesterday with a military psychologist and he talked about how with dopamine, we often think dopamine is the pleasure hormone, but it's really the motivation hormone. So we get mm. the most dopamine in our brain right before we hit a goal. And that's where it peaks. And then it actually tapers off once we've achieved the goal. And that's why I think pre-trip planning, it can be just as much fun as the trip itself. Have you experienced this? Like that, the feeling when you book the flight, the dates are in the calendar, and then all of a sudden you start working towards those little milestones, you know, up, you know, the countdown begins and you start working towards the trip. You start getting this rush of dopamine and the closer and closer you get to the trip. And as you start saving towards it and booking more hotels and more pieces come together, you know, the whole trip pre-trip experience can be just as fun in the excitement and lead up and anticipation to the actual trip itself. Yeah, it's definitely a hack and understanding how all that works is so important <laughs> and yeah. having drawing joy out of the process really. Um, yeah. And so we can sort of hack into that by when mm. we are saving towards a trip and we've created that specific goal, even if we don't know where to go yet, just having the target and reverse engineering that back through our cash flow system to figure out, okay, what's the weekly contribution that we need to be making towards this? Mm. We can start to, you know, gamify it and really maximize the joy in that pre-trip planning process, that journey. Yeah. And I guess the flip of that really is debt. Yeah. The and opposite, it's kind of, right? It's kind of the opposite. Yeah, you know, you feel good when you book it and then you've skipped past all the kind of build up towards the, that excitement. And then, you know, it kind of drops off before the trip. And then when you come back, rather than just relaxing and enjoying it, you kind of have all these things to repay and feelings of stress and uh, you miss out on the, the journey and the stages of that. So in our cash flow system using the bl- the banking app, um, you can actually set, save goals, which are really cool, mm. which is all part of this like kind of dopamine release. And what I really like about the app we use at Waymaker is when you hit your goal, there's like a little confetti that explodes saying rewarding you. I think a lot of <laughs> A lot of banks, maybe sometimes it's the opposite. When you get into more debt, there's confetti going off and feeling good. But <laughs> what I love about it is it's like, okay, you've hit a goal, you've worked towards this, well done. Um, and you can yeah, reverse engineer, make a plan, set a budget, divide it by the number of weeks you have to hit that and just put it away each week. It's pretty mm-hmm. simple. You can set and forget. And yeah, your holiday is waiting for you down the track with a bit of a plan. Yeah. So that's our first point is just to save cash towards traveling and make it that habit that within your cash flow system, you always have money every cycle going in towards that budget that you have allocated for travel. Because you never really know when you need to travel or when you want to travel. It just sort of comes up all of a sudden. And the last thing we want to do is be emotional about it and rush into it. 
we want to be always preparing for that next trip and then maybe even the trip after that by just continually setting aside money little by little, saving up over time. And that's where the cash flow system is, is so key. When it comes to traveling, let's talk about costs now. Tim, what are some of the things that we uh, should consider when it when it comes to traveling? Because there are more costs than I think we like to remember. <laughs> mm, it's true. You might set the budget too low. Um, maybe some of these are obvious. We think they're obvious. I mean, like the first thought for me is insurance, which I think is obvious, but the amount of friends I've had, um, maybe when I was in my younger 20s, but that went to the States, didn't have insurance, went snowboarding, broke their arm. $30,000 later, <laughs> they wish they had a powder pocket. I have more than one friend that has done that exact same thing. So I think get insurance. <laughs> like, like um, yeah. it's insurance is, is there for the worst case scenario and it's there to protect you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For a very small fee. I mean, obviously we can't recommend any uh, insurance products here, although there is a great one that rhymes with cover more. I would uh, suggest checking out. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky. You went yep. to North Korea. Did that require any special insurances? <laughs> Are we allowed um, to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure we should talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I actually, uh, Travel Nomads, like Travel Nomads, I think, were the only company at that time that offered insurance for North Korea. So oh. I think that's travelnomads.com. I think they're still around. Um, <laughs> I think if something were to gone wrong on our trip, they might not be around today. <laughs> yeah, but we did insurance for that trip. Yeah. Full on. The government still wasn't happy with us, though, with that trip. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Some other things to consider would be um, obviously like flights, hotels, mm. um, kind of similar big ticket items. And also on the flights, when you're looking for flights, don't take the first price that you see as the final price because often when you click through to book a ticket, they're usually showing you like the base or light fare or sale fare. And most mm. times you need to go up one tier to get the, you know, get a bit more protection in around cancelling or changing flights. So, you know, it's usually the middle middle of the, of the row fare that you need to book, which you might be an extra 100 or $200 per ticket per person. But um, yeah, don't, if you're just doing the quick web search and you can see there's something there, you know, New Zealand for 300 bucks, well, it might actually be 400 by the time you add in the other fees. Well, that yeah. might be like a 5 a.m. flight. And you can't even exactly get to the a five AM South flight, and if you don't show up, you know they bill you five hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, so you just watch out for those. Um, what do they call them? Like the headline fares that they get your yeah. attention, and then once you yeah. get in, you're just like, all oh, right, this is the actual price. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I definitely agree with that one. Um, yeah, and sometimes those flights, yeah, and then hotels, same. They can be connected mm. with your flights as well. Some websites do that. Sometimes they're cheaper. Sometimes it's not. So. Good to do a bit of hunting. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, other things to consider is, is visas. That's a big mm. one. There's some funny things around the world. Um, yeah. With visas, um, I had a trip to South Africa. It's the only country in the world that requires birth certificates and documents when traveling with two parents and a child. Mm. So wow. something to do with kidnapping laws and things like that in South Africa. Okay. And we got sent home, had to get a birth certificate and go back. So oh, wow. just doing your homework on what they have around visas and fees. Very yeah, interesting. helpful. I guess another cost is just the time off work as well. The factor that in if you have to take unpaid time or if you have a business, time away from the business, that's another cost to consider. Mm -hmm. So when planning a trip, it's good to get a total of all these costs and really know what the true cost of the trip is. So we put together a spreadsheet, haven't we, Tim? And this is a spreadsheet you could copy and paste into your Waymaker tool. We're going to put 
this link to the spreadsheet in the show notes so you can download it. It's a Google sheet. Uh, helps you just calculate the different items, uh, common items in the cost of a trip. You can even just calculate when you'll need the funds by and how you're going to fund that and put a little tracker in there. So we'll add a link to that. And all you need to do is click on it, sign into your Google account. That's the account you use to view Google or YouTube. And you can just click the button to make a copy of it. And then you can edit it for yourself. Yeah, so jump in. Um, there's going to be some prompts as well, maybe things you haven't thought of. Hopefully it'll make you, get you thinking, oh, I haven't accounted for that. And it's always helpful to make a plan, sit down and make a plan. And even if you think, oh, it'll just happen. When you start to sit down and make a plan, it's amazing how it comes together. Yeah. So please jump in and send us a message yeah. if you have any questions. We'd love to talk about it as well. The fun topic. Yeah. Just removes a lot of the assumptions, especially between couples, spouses around mm. what the trip's actually going to cost. And actually just thinking about like, how much money do you want to spend on things like food every day and, and you know, dining out and experiences. So just gets those um, expectations down on paper. After the break, we'll talk about ways that you can save money while on vacation. Welcome back. We're going to jump into some practical ways to save money while traveling. Mm. The first one we got for you is have a few destinations in mind and be flexible. Why is that? So because different destinations and timings really matter. Like, for example, mm. if you want to go to Japan in January, it may cost you a small fortune, especially if you're going to Hokkaido, um, which mm. is a popular skiing destination and if you're not interested in skiing you're going at the wrong time because every mm. other aussie on their way there with mm. their snowboard is <laughs> gonna pay a bit more uh, because it's an amazing time to go snowboarding um, mm. but then you'd consider okay why not go march when it's a bit cheaper so i think timing is a big one just do a bit of research quick google search there's especially on popular destinations there's heaps of information Mm. Um, when the best time to go is and where the best places to go are. Yeah, we got caught out in China. We booked a place it was during one of the hundred different local festivals that they have <laughs> in the area. And so that's something to consider. You know, we always think about school holidays here in Australia, but, you know, what about what's going on in those countries that we're traveling to? You got to think about, is there any local festivals or is it a national day or are there school holidays in that country that we're actually traveling to? Because you could be walking into a peak season. So if something seems more expensive than it should be, do a quick Google search and you'll probably find that there's something happening that weekend or that week or that month. Yeah, great. I think being flexible leads into our, our second point is when you've saved that money and now you're just thinking about dates and where to go, just stay flexible and be patient and keep an eye yeah. out for great deals. Because now that you're in a position yeah. where, okay, I'm good to go um, and you can maybe then jump on a great deal as it pops up, such as like Qantas Hotels or even deals with mm. other hotels that you stayed at before. Yeah. And again, there's great tools like Kayak and even Google Flights will actually show you the average prices for different months. So you can kind of plan ahead. But then when you see that really good deal for that hotel, like on you know Qantas Hotels has a 50% off, and then you can look that up and go, wow, that is really cheap compared to what it usually costs. Or using the aggregate data that you can get from Kayak and Google, um, then you mm. know that it's a real bargain. And, and if it lines up with your dates, and you can take advantage of that. But the key is to be patient. While you're waiting, just have that conversation. 
sometimes when we get together with our family, friends, partner, spouse, you know, everyone gets excited about going somewhere at a certain time. And it's all sounds great until you actually realize that's not the time to go. And so look, pulling it up, you know, from kayak or Google and saying, Hey guys, we look at the data. This is actually the worst month to go. (laughs) Maybe we should just wait one more month and, you know, go then and we can save a lot of money. So yeah, just don't let emotion carry you away from what could be the logical decision. Yeah. It never hurts to sleep on it. Does it? They make you feel like you're going to miss the deal, but usually it's the same deal the next day. Yeah. (laughs) It's all all part of the plan. (laughs) Next tip is consider alternatives like a budget holiday Mm. maybe the holiday doesn't have to be to europe but it could be in Mm. our backyard like you mentioned before uh, off the beaten path a bit Mm. maybe go camping if you've never been camping i would need to convince my wife it might be an uphill (laughs) battle good luck with that one in the next episode of mind over money (laughs) we have a live recording of tim does away Convincing you to go camping. Please send in your tips for Tim as well as your questions. (laughs) Because these are conversations we have had. (laughs) (laughs) All right, listeners, we've got to rally around Tim and send in your suggestions uh, about how to go camping. (laughs) I think if we get enough support, I can convince her for sure. But I don't know, it looks like fun. Camping, hiring a caravan. It's a Mm. great way to explore Australia. I mean, what a beautiful place we live in. And I think a lot of people did do that during COVID. Okay. And the fourth one is more of a local tip. If you've got a friend in another state, uh, maybe owns a a place. (laughs) We've got here a beach house or a lake house. I don't know how many friends you have like that, but they could even could be somewhere just in the city. Um, Ask them when they're away, if you can house sit. And, you know, there's even websites for this for house swap, you know, couch surfing, um, yeah, so, I'm just looking up some right now. So we've got trustedhousesitters.com, housesitters.com.au, mindahome.com.au. There's kind of like uh, these Airbnbs of house sitting, right? Mm, so check out those websites. I've looked. The most common one I found also was pet sitting. A lot of people wanted someone to come. Of course, yeah. Look after their pet. Um, yeah, I think that's a cool way to, to see a place and be somewhere local. Yeah, definitely. Another local tip is look out for the best brekkie options. So, Tim, you would know what's the best brekkie, cheap brekkie in Japan? Well, actually, the convenience stores like 7-Eleven, Lawson, mm. Family Mart, they are great. They offer really cheap food for breakfast. Like if you're eating three meals a day, you can really blow the budget um, eating out all the time. Um, but maybe just thinking or even going to the local supermarket, you can get things a lot cheaper. Um, so just thinking outside the box a bit and still enjoying great local food. Yeah. I think bringing down the cost of brekkie when you're traveling is great. Just get that nutrition in, keep it low cost. And that way you can go out exploring and have a nice lunch out or dinner out. Yeah, so grocery shops, 7-Eleven, yeah, amazing rice balls, triangles in Japan. When I was in China, it was um, it was just booking the hotels with the breakfast that was included in the lobby that had these amazing like breakfast areas and the food was really amazing every morning and it was it was very low cost. It just came with the room, so... Um, Mm. Yeah, so think about that. Last tip that we have and thought, I guess, is when just traveling overseas, bring an extra debit card with some loaded funds on it because it does happen. It happened to me Um, just in case, you know, you lose your card, ATM sometimes swallows it. These things still happen. So it is handy to have a second debit card with you with some extra cash on there um, in case one gets lost. Okay, so there are some ways you can save money while traveling. Yeah. Um, and I think 
today's action plan is decide how much money you want to allocate in your cash flow towards travel each year. Mm. So think you kind of work backwards, obviously, mm. from maybe you just want to go somewhere local or if it is somewhere overseas and working out through the spreadsheet or mm. however you want to do it, um, how much that might cost, project it out and then just work backwards and put it into your budget, fit it into your budget. Because once you have a plan, it's amazing how you can work towards mm. those yeah. great outcomes. Yeah, be patient. Look for those great deals as they come. Uh, be flexible before and when traveling and with your different options. And, you know, that's where the most fun is. Where's the next trip to, Lockie? Not North Korea. Probably somewhere <laughs> a bit closer and more safe. <laughs> <laughs> I, would oh. say, I would say Japan's on the list for next year. Yeah. Oh, very good. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Mind Over Money, the podcast that helps Australians have finances at work. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode. We'll be back again soon with more episodes. Until then, please click the link in our show notes to leave us some questions for an upcoming Q&A with Archie. That'll be a great one. So send us your money questions. You can also do it on social media or just email us. All the details are in the show notes. And that's where you can also download the Google spreadsheet to plan your next trip. Until then, thanks, Tim. Thanks, Lockie.